Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make it Yes. Well, welcome to The Catch on Blog Talk Radio. My name is John Fisher, and uh, we, every Tuesday night, have a guest who will open our eyes to the wider world that we live in and what it means to be a marketplace Christian. Uh, We have got such a great backlog of guests, and we're going to have to just figure out how to start putting this stuff together because... uh, uh, I think what I'm going to do is just start uh, making an assignment for you guys to start listening to this stuff all and maybe we'll cut it down, uh, make it a little more accessible. But uh, boy, if you have heard every guest we've had in the last year and a half or two years, you will be a different Christian. I guarantee that. Absolutely guarantee that. And we have just had uh, incredible guests who have opened our eyes to ways in which we can relate to the world around us. And this is uh, no exception. We're going to talk tonight about something that I don't think many Christians are involved in or aware of. We're going to talk about advocacy. In other words, what you and I can do um, to, to help uh, legislation um, choose and uh, make decisions on things in which will help people in distress, will help the kinds of issues that you and I, I believe as Christians, um, should care about. Now, be careful here because we're not telling we're not telling you what to do here. Like you all have to feel this way about everything. But um, we strongly believe there are things that Jesus, that, that, that breaks the heart of Jesus and breaks the heart of God. And, and we watched Jesus when he, we, he was here. We know what he cared about. And so we need to be caring about those same things. And um, our guest to, tonight is going to help show us some practical ways in which we can do that. Okay, I don't want to listen to myself anymore because we've got her and she's going to explain a whole lot of this. Uh, Please welcome uh, to Blog Talk Radio our guest, uh, Bobby Bobby Dowderman. Bobby, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, John. (laughs) Um, uh, Is it in my ballpark now? (laughs) It's just for a little while because I'm ready with my first question, but go ahead. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Bobby, uh, you know, the Bible says that, that, that in James religion that God, our father accepts as pure and faultless is to look after orphans and widows in their distress 
and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Um, God wants us to be involved with people who are hurting, people who are in distress, people who can't speak up for themselves like orphans and, and widows. And uh, uh, you've been doing that, and we're looking forward to what you can show us. So let me just uh, introduce a few things about you. Bobby is an elder at St. Mark's Presbyterian Church in Newport Beach, California. She's received uh, the, the prestigious More Priceless Than Diamonds Award presented by Vanguard University's Global Center for Women and Justice. And uh, she has served as an advocate for world vision, women of vision in, in, her own, in, the, Orange, in the Orange County. Bob, Bobby has led the Women of Vision delegation on Capitol Hill to advocate for a number of things, but specifically uh, trafficking, victims, protection, reauthorization, reauthorization act. And she has served uh, as a national task force on advocacy strategy for women of vision. Um, Bobby, my first question is uh, to bring up this. We want to just talk about this issue of trafficking, um, trafficking victims protection act. Why did you choose to support that? Um, how I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and then you can just kind of take off from there. Um, how did your advocacy make an impact? And since it was received favorably, is your job as an advocate in this relationship over or do you turn to another issue affecting people in, in duress, especially in this area of trafficking victims? There you go. Okay, thank you very much, John. Um, <laughs> I got into, uh, if I could give just a little background, more background, I got into advocacy. I happened with my husband. We lived in an underdeveloped country in Latin America where we got to in our early 20s, and we really – I came really in contact with some of the poorest in the world and we were working for the church in some various ways. And, you know, after having that experience and thinking about it and moving back to the United States and saying, gosh, what does this experience mean for me going forward? And eventually, you know, I prayed about it and thought about it and, you know, what am I going to do with some of the opportunities I've had in that way? And it led me in the 70s, 80s, actually the 80s, with our church, the church I was a part of in mission to really focus, you can't do everything, but at that time we focused on the issue of hunger because that's the first time that CNN was showing all the uh, things from Ethiopia mm-hmm. and the terrible famine that was there. And unfortunately it's revisiting Africa again as we speak. But um, at that time, uh, is where our church, we're trying to figure out, well, how do we respond to this? What do we do? And I came to know an organization called Bread for the World, which is a Christian lobby in, for Congress. And it's the only lobby in Washington, D.C. that focuses strictly on issues of hunger, not only globally, but here at home. And I got involved with people in our area that had, were involved with that, and we came together and we studied it and we did things. And 
eventually I ended up on the board of Bread for the World, which is based in Washington, D.C., and that's kind of where I cut my teeth on advocacy, mm. and I really learned a lot. Um, so, so that's where I got started, and uh, I worked with that for a number of years, and I still continue to work on Bread for the World is a vibrant organization that's continuing to do this today and you can go on their website and that sort of thing and I lead uh, an offering of letters at our church every year and part of our issue uh, as Christians since we know what our call is that we're called to help those widows and children and poor how do we do that one of the ways that advocacy helps us do this is to speak out for them. They can't speak, they can't tell you, but we can know what their issues are and we can go to bat for them by by talking to our to well, number one, talking to our federal legislators in Congress. We have a lot of foreign aid that gets directed through private and public uh, opportunities abroad mm-hmm. and by helping to influence them to understand how important some of these programs are we are speaking for those people who are the poor and vulnerable and so that's where I started but as I got involved mm-hmm. in the years ahead I got involved with World Vision you know you, you start where you get interested and you keep going and you know little things pop up here mm-hmm. and there and with World Vision, I was involved with a group of women here in our area, and World, one of the things we came to support was the work of World Vision with human trafficking victims around the world. This is the first time all of us had really heard about it. What was it? At that time, we thought it was just out there, somewhere overseas, not happening here, that sort of thing. Mm. But by, by bringing ourselves to this and learning about the issue – World Vision also brought us to, we ended up, a lot of us went to Washington, D.C. to learn more about the issue and to learn what we could be doing in terms of advocacy. And that's where uh, I learned there's a current bill in Congress that we were working on five years ago called the TVPRA, Trafficking Victims Reauthorization Protection Reauthorization Act. That's a very long word, and I'm sorry I don't like Mm -hmm. to load you with that. But we went on the hill and we talked to our congressman about it. And some of us, you know, it's a, bipart- it's a bipartisan effort to get bills passed through Congress. And one of the reasons that we, we go to Congress is that we can do a lot in our home areas and, and that sort of thing. But it's Congress and the kinds of money and development aid and such that happens is like, if you can increase that in any way, it's like the tiller on a ship. And so it makes a mm. huge difference if that can happen. And so we went to bat and we went to the Hill and we had people representing various parties, Democrat, Republican, from our different chapters. And uh, within a month or two after we were there and had gone to see our congressman on the Hill and to talk about this, the Reauthorization Act mm-hmm. was passed by Congress again. And World Vision wow. attributed a lot of the work to those of us that, you know, went out there and did that. I mean, others are involved, obviously, as well. And interesting enough, this is five years ago, and tomorrow mm. may be the introduction of the 
again, authorization act of this trafficking bill. And we have also, you know, we've put out word to our advocates that we need to mm-hmm. be in contact with our congressmen. We want them to vote again for it, to reauthorize it, because it's so important to, to what we're doing. Uh, this, this bill um, helps to approach the issues of child labor, which is going on in 74 countries and goods from all over the world where they use children and forced labor to, to make that. It also works on sex trafficking issues. It works on child soldier issues. All of these things that help to um, give some protection to children. And, uh, hmm. and it also gives some substantiability uh, of programs to the United States. We have um, human trafficking task force across the United States. And here in Orange County, where I live, and you live, John, uh, we have one of the best uh, trafficking task force in the United States. And a number of us have been involved with them. So we have learned it's not just abroad, but it's here locally. And we've seen the bigger picture. Um. This is coming up again. And is that typical um, that, uh, yes. that you have the, uh, when I said you there's a bill passed and you have to do Yeah, in Congress, if I can give you a little bit of um, civic, <laughs> how a bill works, uh, mm-hmm. this is a program that comes up for reapproval by Congress every five years. And um, very okay. often, if it's a popular program or something, it's a bipartisan effort, it has to be, and and they will go ahead and approve it. But one of the reasons for reauthorizing is as they submit it again, they have made changes in improvements and all of that to what they're doing in terms of program. The world changes and things are different, mm-hmm. but um, it has, you know, new, new aspects of it and improved aspects, more efficient, you know, how money is used. It's not necessarily asking for more uh, funding or anything, but it's about how you programs into action. And so it's really okay. important. And if Congress doesn't authorize it, reauthorize it, these programs will die. So it's really well, important. So you say this is, this is going up tomorrow? Uh, or, uh, my word from World uh, Vision yesterday was that it's going up tomorrow, but if you read the paper, <laughs> you understand mm-hmm. it might not happen tomorrow. We don't know, but it, there is an opportunity that this could happen. Yes. Is there anything and a we number can of do us have co- uh, to – Pardon? At this, is it too late for us to do anything to no, help influence this? No, it's not us? too late. No, it's a matter uh, – the, the easiest thing you can do is call your representative – to Congress, because if this comes up tomorrow, it's coming to the House of Representatives, and the best thing you could do is call your your representative to Congress and and call their office and say, I'm calling, I'm so and so from your district, and I really care about this TPPRA Act, and I'm urging you to approve it, to vote for it, okay. and you don't have to be an expert in what you know about it, but you need to be a constituent who tells your congressman, because they're working for you. So often we get the feeling mm-hmm. like they're not working for us. And right. If we right. keep calling them and telling them things, they get the idea that we're paying attention. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, take us by the hand here real quick. Um, how do we do? We have people all over the country. So how uh-huh. do we call our representative? How do is there an easy thing you can step you can do yeah, to call you your representative your in Congress? Find out the phone Google, number. Yeah, you you can go to your website and whatever state or city you're in. You, you know, a lot of us know how to search, I think, on, on the Internet. Yep. And you can just find out who is your representative. And you can go to their website, and it'll come up with their phone number for their D.C. office and also for their local district offices. And you can call either one of them if you want to. And, you know, just very okay. quickly tell them what you want to happen, have happen. Okay. And, and we want the trafficking... It's the TVPR Act. A Trafficking Victims Protection Reauthorization Act. Okay, and and we want that to be re. What's the word there? We want reauthorized. Reauthorized. That, they we urge them to vote for it and to also. I didn't mention this, but we'd like them to co-sponsor it. Co-sponsoring means that mm-hmm. that they have gone out in front, put their name on the bill. And said, I, I agree, I, you know, I vote for this bill. And frankly, when legislation comes to the floor of the House or Senate, it has to have both authorization from Democrats and Republicans. And so it's really important for, to have that happen. Okay. Now, um, I understand you've been working on another uh, bill, the Global Food Security Act. Is that something yes. current too? Uh, tell us yes. about that. Well, it, it's current in the, as it fits in with, it's a little more complicated here, but in December, the end of the last congressional year, uh, um, a lot of us lobbied along with World Vision and other in, um, nonprofit organizations like Bread for the World and uh, Caritas and many, many organizations lobbied for this bill that was before Congress called the Global Food Security Act. And what it did is to authorize and put into law programs that really help those that are most vulnerable for hunger problems. Uh, we have had, for over 25 years, the United States has had very effective programs that help to reach to the poorest if it's having to do with helping small farmers uh, create agricultural, um, being able to to plant and create their own um, uh, agricultural activities and be able to become self-sufficient. It it includes microenterprise projects. It uh, addresses the issues of hunger and famine, uh, all of this. And it's, again, this kind of a bill it keeps, these programs keep getting renewed and improved through the years. And it's not always the, uh, a matter of funding. It's a matter of being effective. And what's, what I think is very interesting is to understand that only 1% of our, our global budget for the United States goes toward foreign aid. And only six-tenths of that goes for any kind of humanitarian help. So it's much, much smaller than any portion that you'd say if you looked at the defense bill or other economic kinds of things that we do abroad. So we're not talking 
in huge amount of money, but we're talking about a huge amount of what can make a huge impact on people. And frankly, these programs have been very successful over the years. I think um, they would say that uh, 50%, you know, it's hunger in a lot of ways is down 50%. Now, you have to parse that many, many ways. But as much as you see mm-hmm. famine and drought and everything out there, there, there has been a lot of success in helping people to help themselves and to overcome some of the issues of hunger. Uh, it's just, it's really awful that we have people, you know, today, seven, I, I hate to sound, give you statistics, but every day, 17,000 mm-hmm. children around the world die from the effects of hunger, whether they have been malnourished mm-hmm. or stunted or just never made it through birth. But it, it goes on. Now, that, that number has gone down. It was 40,000 when I started with Bread for the World in the 70s. So I'm telling you there's some good news, but, you know, there's still the poor and the vulnerable out there, and we have to be caring for them. Wow. So and, and you're telling me we're... security bill is part of the foreign aid package that is – that the Trump budget has put out before Congress, and they have gone through it and slashed it. And 30% of the foreign aid bill is, is predicted to be slashed. And some of these programs have, like, been eliminated. You know, in the budget, they would eliminate some of these very crucial programs mm-hmm. or just put them down so much that we're not able to deliver mm-hmm. the effectiveness that we've had in past years. So that's Why are we, another issue I mean, to be we're, we're advocating talking about, for. Yeah, six, one sixth of one percent. Six tenths of one <laughs> percent. Six tenths of one percent for humanitarian uh, aid. Mm-hmm. My my goodness, and and that's too much. We're we're going to cut that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> but uh, that that is. Um, uh, Immoral, uh, I think. But at any rate, what do we? Yeah, do? these uh, programs—you know—they're—they're re- they're helping to reduce childhood diseases, improvement in general health, uh, nutritional and education element levels in these countries. It's—and uh, I have mm-hmm. to say that by doing these things, it creates a buffer for the United States or the world in terms of political and economic instability. And, you know, if you yeah. have a lot, you know, if you don't, if you have a lot of instability and political instability, you're going to get military responses. And that's mm-hmm. not helping the poor and the vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell us about the Global Food Security Act. Is that something we can talk to our congressman about as well? Um, not, not at this moment, because it's already... Before, okay. uh, before the Congress turned, it was put into law, but they're cutting the budgets okay. for this. So, but there's nothing so, in legislative word at now. But if people are willing to talk to their congressmen, this is certainly a concern that they should be raising. Okay, raising. And you know, I would say not, for people out there. In the United States, it's really, if you've never met your congressman and you don't know who he is, 
make it your business to find out about your congressperson, what -hmm. they care about, what they do. You can go, you can make an appointment to go visit them in their local office. And, you know, it's really important to have a face-to-face if you can with them. You may not agree with them, but you learn a little bit about them and you, you, you just, um, you have to have persistence and prayer and faith that if you keep after mm-hmm. this, that you might evoke some change. Okay. So what we are, what we're wanting to do is to talk to them about, uh, about keeping these programs, not cutting these programs that provide humanitarian aid for the world. Right. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The other thing that people out there that here in the United States probably have friends and stories of people who have survived through some of our, you know, our, our federal uh, food programs, such as SNAP and WIC. SNAP is what was formerly the food stamp program, but it's what provides lunches for children in school and breakfast. It provides after-school snacks in, in situations. I, I tutor after school in a, in a, sm- a poor area in mm-hmm. Costa Mesa. And this area, get, these kids get from our food bank, they get that snack. And I have to tell you, it makes a big difference when they get something healthy mm-hmm. to eat before they sit down and do their homework. Uh, there are people wow. out there that probably know about Meals on Wheels, getting out to seniors and seeing that they have nutritional meals. Mm-hmm. That's another part of our, our hunger issues that could be talked okay. about with our congressmen, that they don't cut those because those are all sitting ducks for being um, the, the budget yeah. being reduced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bobby, as you advocate for for those who have little or no voice, uh, do you do you personally have a primary area of focus, uh, a favorite issue that that you wrap your arms around? Well, that's a good question. I, I think I've spoken to some of the ones I really care about with yeah. human trafficking, about the hunger issue. Um, yeah. But I also understand. You know, I think for people out there, if you if you care about something, you have a passion or something really drives you, which is your passion about some issue, you should look into it, look at it, do what you can do best and get involved with it. And, you know, as you get involved, sometimes other doors open up or other uh, venues or you, you get to see other horizons and you learn more about how things are so connected. I mean, Frankly, Bread for the World is now talking about the issues of hunger, uh, of climate change, because of the issues, the great issues of drought that are coming across the world. And that affects, you know, it wasn't quite like that 20, 30 years ago, but it's now a a hunger issue. And you start to see the Mm. interconnectedness of so much of this. Talk about that since you brought that up, the whole issue of, of climate change. And um, so you say that that is actually affecting hunger issues in the, Absolutely. In the world. Absolutely. Yes. Because a lot of places where they were able, well, we might even find this true. We live in California. But as 
our yeah. climate gets warmer, oh, some of our agricultural products that we, you know, we're a breadbasket for of the United States at least, and mm-hmm. uh, quite a few of those crops will probably do better moving north. And they may have to, you know, look at other kinds of issues in crops. Uh, the other thing with climate change, we also have issues of water. And global water health is also a huge issue. And the access to clean water, we don't have that so much here in the United States, but that's a global issue, a big global issue. Mm-hmm. But even here in the United States and here in California, if we don't have good access to certain kinds of water, that will not allow us to grow the food that we've known we've been easy, has been easy to do in the past. So that's a climate change issue. Yeah. Bobby, how do we educate ourselves on these things? It, it seems overwhelming to me at, I know. at, at, and at it, some point. And, and, I'm, and I, I know I, it does to our listeners. So, yeah, tell us where do we start? Uh, well, you know, if you, if you have a group of friends or something and you, you know, think about yourself and what you find interesting um, in terms of issues that are out there and what you might, you know, pick something. Uh, we can't do everything, but we can do something. Mm-hmm. And that can really make a difference. And I'd say, think about what you think you'd be most interested in and get to know what's happening about that, either in your community or abroad, or I don't know if you're connected to an organization or a church, but uh, educate mm-hmm. yourself a little bit about this. And and be willing to step out and be involved in it and see whether it rings your bell. And you can, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to follow your, you you need to have some passion for this to be able to do it. And if it's Mm -hmm. not your passion, then keep looking Mm. and praying that you will find it. That's great. That's great. Um, You are involved in, in a, in a, in a church that is uh, cares about peace and justice. And um, tell me just a little bit about how your church um, wraps its arms around some of these things and your church members. Um, how, how can they get interested in, in, in what are some of the peace and justice issues that, that are coming up uh, right here in Southern California? Okay. Yeah, that's a good question, and uh, I'm, I chair our Peace and Justice Commission, and as you can well imagine, there are so many issues out there, and everybody has mm-hmm. their favorite issue. And what we've tried to do within our commission and our church is to say, we can't focus on everything. Let's decide which issues we think are most important in this moment for us to focus on. And maybe next year or the fine, you know, we'll do things, but we've done things in the past, but we'll move on to some other things. Also, just sort of, I, I would say, taking the temperature of your congregation and finding out what are they most interested in. And for example, hmm. um, it's just more recently in the last year that I found out that a major issue in our church for people when I ask them what their real passion is, they come up with climate change. 
And we haven't done mm-hmm. as much as we have, you know, in terms of education and talking about that issue at our church. So we're looking forward to doing more of that in the coming year. Uh, we have brought up the issue of human trafficking and have people involved. And when we look at it, we say, well, what can we do? You know, we can do this advocacy nationally, but what can we do here locally? What's going on in our community? Mm-hmm. We've talked to our police department, which is down the street from our church, to find out how they're involved. Some of us are involved with the Orange County Task Force on Human Trafficking. And in two weeks, um, a group, two of the days at the Orange County Fair, we're going to be staffing a booth for, for human trafficking, which we do every year. So it's a way to be involved hmm. on the ground here in our community with what's going on. Uh, so that's wow. one example. Um, I would tell you that this year, while we're starting on climate change, we're also focused on home, the homeless issue. And it's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And we feel that we can't ignore it and we need to be, you know, we're researching it and trying to figure out where, where we can connect. Um, the other two issues that we're looking at are immigration and refugees. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in Orange County, yeah. we have refugees, particularly Syrian refugees that are coming in. And our church is fortunate to have a connection with a, um, um, a Muslim mosque, or a mosque are Muslim, but it happens to be uh, mainly Syrian people. And we've become friends with them and we have friendship tables. So we've gotten to know them and they're the ones who speak the languages and are more able to help and move into these refugee situations, but we can be behind them and help them with various things. So mm-hmm. that's a, one thing we're doing. And then on immigration, um, I tutor mm-hmm. children in Costa Mesa where they are U.S. citizens and a lot of their parents probably are not. It's not really mm-hmm. well known, yeah. but it's there. And do you know that some kids go to school with a note in their backpacks from their parents telling them it has directions on what would happen if they got home and their parents weren't there. That's pretty sad. But Hmm. it's really important uh, for us and what we're trying to get our members of our church to do is to be able to give out good information to people we probably know and mm-hmm. intersect with in our lives every day who either fear or have friends or family who fear the possibility of deportation. And in doing so, they need to prepare. Their, they need to look at it and they need to have papers and they need to prepare what will happen with their children because the children are really going to suffer if suddenly their parents are deported. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so just getting mm-hmm. the information to them is really an important step that we can take. Wow. You know, Bobby, what I, what I think I love about, about just what you've opened up to us is that, uh, you know, so many of these things are mired in politics right now. Absolutely. And, and yet <laughs> what I'm, what I'm hearing you're saying is is the things you're talking about are way beyond politics. Is that right? It sounds I like hope so. you're just in there with the people. <laughs> right. Right. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> 
you know, you, I mean, if you look back at the New Testament and Jesus' teachings about who did he care about? He was caring about the poor. Who did he teach his disciples to go out and work with and follow and be mm-hmm. a part of? Mm-hmm. And we're called to do this. This is the, this is the kingdom on earth. Yeah. So what you're saying is that we need to get in there and start to educate ourselves and then find out what we can do about helping these people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and we do that regardless of who's in the White House or whatever is going on. Um, right. We find our congressmen and, we tell, and our congresswomen and we tell them what, what is important to us. And uh, mm-hmm. am I am I right? Am I hitting, yes, am you're I hitting, absolutely hitting right. the right bells here? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's that sounds pretty exciting. That sounds pretty exciting. Um, are there any things? Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up now. But uh, mm-hmm. any any final final words that you could say that would encourage us to. Uh, to, to, to get involved and because I think well, what I, I would probably say, what yeah go ahead uh, I, uh, I just I, I'm just thinking yeah I'm I'm thinking people are uh, afraid of being overwhelmed so uh, right you know where where do we start and that give us a give us a final word there that that'll encourage us well I'd like to say that. Um, just one step at a time and one thing at a time, as little as making a phone call to your congressman on something can make a difference. And it can probably take two minutes. You know, you can do that Mm. or you could get involved in other big ways. But the other thing I would say is that these issues, we're here in the middle of the summer. They never take a vacation. It's always there. Mm. And I think as Christians, we have to know that we're kind of in there for the long haul and we're not going to see the final results or any of that, but we're kind of part of the process and we have to take faith in the fact that we're engaged with this and we're going to do what we can do. And going forward, our kids, our grandkids, hopefully are going to carry it forward Our, you know, um, and we need to be praying about it. One final question. Um, you know, people would have been probably surprised to hear that that this this uh, very first thing that we talked about the uh, the the trafficking of victims protection reauthorization act uh-huh. um, is something that's that's going up right now. Um, right. How do we find out about how do we find out about things like that that well, that are imminent and, and that we can get okay. involved in? Well, I would say because I'm assuming we're talking to an audience that is primarily Christian, but um, World Vision, which is pretty well known around the world, has a wonderful mm-hmm. website. And if you go to the website and you can put up human trafficking or you can go you can explore it. It's a big website, but they have a lot of information on what's going on in the field, 
what's going on day to day from advocacy, lots of wonderful stories and blogs from people that are involved. And, you know, I would say maybe that's a great Mm. starting point because there are so many inspirational stories and things that are going on. So it would be going to the World Vision uh, site and particularly going to the World Vision blog, you know, you get a lot of personal kinds of reactions and stories and you hear about what's really going on out there in the field. And it gives you a lot of hope. Hmm. Uh, That's cool. Bobby, I can't, I can't thank you enough for taking some time and, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been such a great conversation. I, I have tons of questions yet to ask. Uh, if, our, if our members have more questions, would you consider coming back um, sure. uh, at some time in the future? Uh, <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> because I feel like we just scratched the surface. And, uh, but this is exciting to, to, to maybe not feel so frustrated and to feel like there mm-hmm. is actually something that we might be able to do. I would hope so. so. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for what well, you have stumble, done, Bobby. we stumble, we fall, and, and we keep going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and thank you that you've led the way for some of us and um, and inspired us today, so tonight. So thank you, and um, God bless you, Bobby, and, and we hope to have you back sometime soon. All right. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed this conversation. Okay. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. That was exciting. Wow. Um, There really is something that you can do. And um, so don't get frustrated. Uh, Start Googling. Check the World Vision website. And uh, listen back over. Get your friends to listen to this this whole ca- this um, this interview. I think I would want to hear it again and to pick up some things as we go because there were a lot of important elements that you and I can actually do to get involved um, on a on a on a grand scale. You know, we talk about this. We talk about gee. You know, there are people every day that we meet we can do something about on that microcosm level. This is on the big level. does make a difference. And when you take six, you know, 0.6 uh, tenths of a 1% um, of, of the American money budget, uh, that's still a lot of money. And if we can help influence where that goes on a big level, you know, you can make a difference in, in, in the world. And um, I think that's something that needs to turn us on and get us talking. I, I, whole, I like this whole idea of getting in touch with your congressman and uh, the way Bobby talks about it possible to go face to face well let's check that out and see what we can how hard is it find that out that would be incredible and let them know how you feel um that's what they're there for and this is what this country is all about is to get to 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 be for the people 
So we have a chance to have a voice for those who don't have one. And that's where I believe we can begin to, 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 to bring the kingdom of God to earth in a real way. So I hope this has been helpful to you. It certainly has been exciting to me. We will have, guaranteed, we will have Bobby back and we'll talk some more about this because we've just opened up, uh, I believe, a can of worms and in, in a good way on finding out what you and I can do um, on, a, on a global level to, to, to help address some of the human trafficking, the poverty issues, the, the homeless issues, uh, the, the women and children issues. Um, wow, this is exciting. Okay, so there you go. I'm, thanks for joining us. Um, spread the word. We'll have just as an exciting involved a guest next week. So uh, come back and uh, don't miss one of these because these are really exciting days. God bless you.